Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining Working Culture's Success Stories, where we learn about the professional lives of artists, creatives, and cultural workers. In this podcast, we will hear how people in the arts and culture sector secure employment and the advice they have for those looking for work or hiring. We hope these podcasts will guide you through your professional journey in the arts. Welcome, everyone. Today, we are speaking with Ivy Pan from York Region Arts Council. Ivy Pan is passionate about creating community through the arts and arts education. A graduate from the University of Toronto's music program, she experiences firsthand what it means to be artist trained and working within the York Region along with its struggles. Ivy has been involved in creating music programs for the city of Markham, Sistema Toronto Music, Mondays, and Infinity Strings. She is particularly interested in the entrepreneurial aspect of being an artist in today's changing landscape. In supporting local artists, she believes this is the key to a more socially and culturally aware society, further leading to community development. Ivy wishes to continue her work to help facilitate and develop new initiatives for artists to grow and prosper within the industry. Thanks so much, Ivy, for being here today. Thank you, Mona. I'm happy to be here. Great. So you attended the University of Toronto's music program. How was that program and how long ago was it that you graduated? Yeah, so I went to U of T for their music education program in which I specialized in strings, specifically in the violin. And there I learned a lot about education. And also I learned a lot about honing a craft. And I graduated around four years ago in 2016. So then it's been some time now that you've been in the workforce. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your role at York Region Arts Council. So right now at the York Region Arts Council, I'm the program coordinator. And essentially, I run the entrepreneurship program, which is a course where artists learn entrepreneurship skills. So basically, I plan the logistics, and I set up the course. Since it's all online now, I help with the online planning. And this is where artists learn skills like marketing, finances, fundraising, and grant writing. And I'm really happy to be a part of this because I realized when I was in school, when I was at U of T, I saw how artists were underserved and underfunded and that artists really essentially have to be entrepreneurs. In school, you don't really learn skills like marketing or finances. So in the real world, after school, I felt like I was just thrown <laughs> thrown into the world without these skills to survive. So I'm really happy to be able to help artists now learn about these skills. What I'm interested to hear about is the whole process of finding work, especially in right now, because it's been really challenging because of the pandemic and there's limited funding and supports available. So what was that like? Transitioning from a student to after being a student was very difficult to say the least. But a good thing that I had going for me was during school, I taught in a private music studio all throughout university. 
So even after graduation, although I didn't have a full-time job yet, I still at least had this studio job to keep me going. Just a little bit of income. I called it my coffee money because I felt like I could only buy coffee with this money. (laughs) Well, coffee is important. You got to have your cup of joe. (laughs) Yeah, or else you can't get your day started, right? That's right. So now, especially during the pandemic, it's even harder. So before the pandemic, I was actually a school manager at Infinity Strengths, creating curriculums and programs for this school. And because of the pandemic, I got let go. I was kind of on CERB for a while. And then every day during the pandemic, I would look at job boards. Actually, I found this job on Working Culture. So thank you for that. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So I was looking at Working Culture every day and I was looking at multiple job boards every day and sending out resumes. So I kind of made job searching a part of my routine during the pandemic. And I think that's really important just to keep going don't stop, don't give up because people are still hiring right now, even though we're in the midst of this. We see it through our job board. We were concerned at at first because we went from six to 12 pages of regular postings to one and two pages when the crisis hit. Wow. So we were really feeling it and we felt that this is going to be really challenging for the sector. But then sure enough, we started seeing more job postings and we've increased our postings up to five pages now. So that's really good. And we hope to see more positions. I'm interested in your role because it's very similar to what we are doing at Working Culture. Working Culture has worked with York Region Arts Council in the past. We are you know, encouraging artists to think of themselves as creative entrepreneurs and how that's so important. It's hard to wrap your head around that sometimes as a creative person because you're already doing so much. You're already creating and investing time and building your craft. What is your take on that? How could we encourage more artists to to think of themselves as business people, especially during the pandemic, because I feel like a lot of people are starting to realize that, you know, being self-employed could help at this time. So I think artists, regardless of if they're employed with an organization or not, should think of themselves as entrepreneurs, because being an entrepreneur essentially means operating your own business and managing yourself. And through this, you have to be able to adapt to the fluctuations of the market. You have to be able to innovate when new things come up, especially things like not just during the pandemic, but even if the market changes, people start liking classical music again instead of pop music, then musicians kind of have to adapt to that too. And I think it's really important for artists to see themselves as entrepreneurs because they do have to fulfill a lot of roles. And if they neglect a certain role, then that might be a downfall in their business. For example, if you're an artist and you create really good art, but you don't know anything about social media, it kind of lessens your outreach and also lessens the amount of income you can get. So yeah, I think it's it's very important. (laughs) Do you still consider yourself as a musician? Yeah, of course. Actually, I still practice every single day for violin. 
Even though I graduated a couple years ago, I still feel like I'm getting better at the violin. The arts is really a craft where there is no perfection, there is no end, there is always something you can get better at. So I'm still I'm still trying to get better at that. And I still do the occasional wedding gig. I'm still teaching a lot for violin. Do you have any advice that you could share with folks who are right now unemployed or are artists and are trying to find full-time work? I would tell them just to keep going, just to keep looking at jobs, looking at job boards and do it with the resources you have. For example, say you want to be a program coordinator like me, plan a Zoom party, plan something, organize something to practice your skills as the role that you want and show recruiters that you do have this experience and that you can do it. There's no really straight path to success, as we all know. It's a scribble, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. I like that visual. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think what's really inspiring about your story is that that you did find work during this really stressful and challenging time. As you just said a moment ago, you know, you have to be persistent and you, you can't give up, especially when things get really hard. You just have to keep on looking. And if there's nothing that's coming your way, then as you just mentioned, create work for yourself so that you can build on those skills so that you can showcase that you have experience that you've created for yourself and that you can follow through with it if any job does come your way. That is really great advice. We did talk a little bit about why it's important for artists to see themselves as entrepreneurs. What is it that you think would help the sector right now during the pandemic? I know organizations like ours and the York Region Arts Council, we develop lots of programming so that artists can build their business skills. What other resources do you think would help people in the sector right now? So at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember Uber Eats and DoorDash really pushing their advertisement to buy locally, like support your local restaurant, support that family restaurant that's in your community right now. And I think the same thing could be done for artists. So I think the support actually can come from the community. Like if you need a piece of art, don't don't go to Walmart, don't go to HomeSense and buy that live life love or whatever poster. <laughs> find find an artist in your community and buy art from them, help them because we see what the arts do for the community. It enriches our lives. It also brings in tourism. It boosts the economy. And we want to keep these artists in our community. So just buying locally, finding music locally, supporting our artists that are here now. I hope people take that to heart. And I know there there are a lot of local boutiques and stores. Like in my neighborhood, I live in Roncesvalles. And I'm happy to see that a lot of them do sell products from people who live in Toronto. So, so that's great. And even though we don't, we didn't really have an outdoor arts fair or very many festivals and music shows. I think there are still ways that people can contribute and, and also support local artists. Yeah. And there's even sites like Patreon or GoFundMe that 
you can also go on and find local artists and help them out. That's true. So what are your professional artistic goals for the next year during this time? What are some things you hope to accomplish? So, yeah, I like how you say next year and not in the near future, because I think 2020 is kind of maybe a write-off for a lot of people. But in the near future, I would like to keep doing what I'm doing, helping artists and helping the culture sector. I would love to keep planning programs and planning events, because I think I truly find fulfillment when a program does go well, or a concert does go well, or even an event, I feel like I had my hand in, in the scheme of things. And I would love to find full time work because currently my position is part time. So finding full time work is also another struggle in the art sector. But I believe it is possible if you keep growing your skills. I would love to be a program manager for an arts organization. Yeah, something like that. In terms of artistic goals, so as I said before, there really is no end to artistry. You're always working on your crafts. Of course, I would like to get better at music, but actually something I've been really interested in lately is creating my own furniture. (laughs) So that is one artistic goal I have. I think This comes from a place where I want to be able to create my environment around me to create my home, essentially. I just think it would be so fulfilling to get pieces of wood, cut pieces of wood, sand it, nail them together, stain the wood, and then make it into this table where my friends and my family can eat on. And I could say that, yeah, I made that with my own two hands and It's part of my environment and also part of my life. I think it also comes from a place of being self-sufficient, like being able to take care of myself and having some sort of feeling of control where I can control my environment around me, even though this the world is so crazy. If I can make a table and be successful at it, like I think that would be fulfilling. I agree with you. I've found that I've been coming up with creative ideas or things to keep myself occupied. And I feel like this time, although it's stressful and there's a lot happening and we're not really sure when it's all going to get resolved, I feel like it is a great time to be creative and innovative and to step outside of your box. Even if you're a, like yourself, you're a musician, why not dabble into another discipline? Because you never know what could come out of it. You've already shown yourself to be a creative person or skilled at something. So why not try to apply those same skills in a different way in something else? And I think right now we have this time to think about these things and have these light bulbs go up. (laughs) Yeah, it was so interesting to me how in the beginning of the pandemic, so many people were baking. I couldn't find yeast anywhere. So many people were baking bread. It's so interesting to me how in the darkest of times, creation is what kind of heals the mental mind, the soul. It's so true. It's so important. And that's why we have to continue on supporting. Mm -hmm. What has been an inspiration in your life aside from creating art, music, Is there a person that's been an inspiration, some kind of resource or um, anything that you'd like to share that others could also think about? I feel that 
I'm inspired by a lot of things. For example, I have this friend and you will never find him on social media. Like he has absolutely no social media. And I, I like that. He really lives his life artfully, meaning he, he's not influenced by factors around him. And he consciously thinks about his life like he finds no value in social media and therefore he doesn't have it. There's that saying, I post, therefore I am. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard it. I have not. Yeah. So sometimes I think, who would I be without this noise? Who would I be without social media? And I don't know. So I think he is authentically himself and I am inspired by that. Actually, I've been watching these YouTube videos by this girl in China who lives in rural China. And her name is Lizzie Q. Have you ever heard of her? No, I'll have to look her up. Yeah, so it's L-I-Z-I-Q-I. And essentially, you see the process of her artistry. She creates everything from scratch. And she's able to create these amazing works of art, not just art, but um, cooking, food. So there's this one video that I was really inspired by. You see the process of her making a quilt. You see her growing the cotton plant. You see her harvesting it, washing it, beating it with a stick to loosen it up, and then weaving the cotton plant into a quilt. And then now she has this quilt. And I just think that whole process, it it looks so therapeutic and kind of inspired me to make furniture. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's, I wonder how long that whole process takes for her. Yeah, probably months, you know, just waiting for the plant to grow. And she has a huge following. And I think people want to go back to this place of simplicity and seeing a product from beginning to end created by one person, you know, in this day and age, we have so much fast fashion, fast food, even furniture is fast. So to take a step back, I think a lot of people want to do that. That sounds really inspiring. And I'm definitely going to go check out her video. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, this do it yourself has always been of interest to people. And I think it's becoming more relevant now. So thanks for all the advice that you've shared. And I sincerely hope that your goals and plans are met in the next year. Maybe we'll see your name under some furniture label. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows, right? Thank you for listening to Working Culture's Job Board Success Stories. For more information on other Working Culture resources, please visit our website, workingculture.ca, and subscribe to our newsletter to receive job board updates, news, and trends. Join us for our next episode or contact us at info at workingculture.ca to share your success story. Thanks so much, everyone.